We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jumping off an hour three here of Sports Talk, two down, one to go. We'll lead you into the Saints hour. Go deep inside Saints football with the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas, and one of the most respected minds in the NFL, Saints Executive Vice President and General Manager Mickey Loomis. That's Tuesday, 7 p.m. right here, coming up in about 40 minutes on the Saints Hour on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, WWL. In the meantime, our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines are open at 504-260-1870. Bobby and Christian here on Sports Talk, and uh, we're going to have Todd Graffanini. The Pelicans take on the Timberwolves. Whoa, they won hello. three straight. Zion expected to be back when they face the Timberwolves tomorrow night in the Smoothie King Center. So we'll visit with Todd Graffanini. And look, this is a Pelicans team, Bobby, that, man, going into the season we had a lot of uh, optimism about. And they're they're winning games. In, uh, if even, I'm looking even at Even if before, they're shorthanded. Yeah. Uh, They've been shorthanded. Without they a won, doubt. They won last night. Without a doubt. I'm even looking like pre-2023, they've played above and beyond expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't want to be so far behind you playing catch-up. I think right now – that their depth is like the biggest strength because, you know, you want all hands on deck. And then when you could still win games, like when they beat the Pacers, it wasn't like uh, the Pacers were struggling. They had won two in a row. And you look at, like, the different guys contributing at a high level. Uh, look at Marshall, uh, Najee Marshall. I mean, he took the Pacers to the cleanest when you consider a, uh, consider a career-high 22 points. Uh, six assists in their 113 and 93 win over um, uh, Indiana Pacers. Now this is without uh, Zion Williams, without uh, Bi Brandon Ingram, the two stars, and then you look at the important role players. Um, when you look at Herb Jones, uh, you look at uh, Daniels, uh, the, the rookie from Australia. So uh, that's all guys they're counting on. It just to shows you uh, show you the organization and where they're at. They're 21 and 12. Their record this season, they're six and two without Zion and twelve and six without uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, so right there, that just shows you uh, that no, we have a team, and it is a team sport. Uh, look, I, I think what the key was against, and we're going to talk to uh, Graph about this, and this has to continue. Uh, but I think against the Pacers was the offensive rebounds, which was outstanding. Uh, they just took it to the pages on the inside. Uh, 16 offensive rebounds. You look at, uh, uh, you know, uh, Valanchunas. He grabbed uh, six offensive rebounds by himself out of the 16. He scored 20 points, collected uh, 12 rebounds uh, total. And it just shows you ain't his first short deal. That was his 300th career double-double, that being uh, Valanchunas. Uh, and, you know, when you get challenge and how the game's going to unfold, to me, you know, fans don't necessarily worry about this. If you win a shootout, it's 132, 128, whatever. But I think if you could play, and I think this is like coach, coach speak here, if you could play consistent, solid defense every night, every time you step out on the court, you have a chance to win. 
because your shots might not always be falling and you might have the offensive game. So to me, this is the key beating the Pacers. They limited uh, Indiana to 38 points in the first half. That was the fewest uh, that New Orleans opponents have uh, you know, scored in a, in a half this season. So I was like, shame on uh, New Orleans if we don't win. We only gave up 38 points the first half, and they ended up coming out on top, like I said, 113 uh, to 93. Uh, and then, then you look at different contributions with different players. You know, uh, I talked about uh, Marshall, uh, but how about Jackson Hazen accepting his role? You know, you got to practice hard. You, you got to play hard. And I don't know, when is the coach going to put you in the game? Uh, but uh, when, you, when your number's called, can you take advantage of that opportunity? Look at Jackson Hayes, first start of the season, scored 15 points and blocked uh, three shots. I'll tell you, it's just a total team effort. I'm not saying I don't know if the Pelicans are going to win anything, but the Pelicans are one of the best NBA teams. <coughs> and when you consider the West – Think know about what, what you just said right there, though. One of the best NBA teams. No, they are. And just and a I'm couple not years being, ago, I'm not being a homer. It was doom and gloom. They were cycling through coaches. Right. I mean, think about that. Think yeah, about with what Van they've Gundy and all that. Yeah. No, right now, no, they're one of the best teams. And uh, Christian, it's not. It's not pie in the sky. Now to win a championship, that's a different animal. But right now, uh, I think for the fan base and how you know you have a, a, a work night. Now it's still the holidays. And you play in the Pacers and you pack the house, uh, that means they believe in the team. That is so important that uh, you look against the Pacers last night, all the people that showed up. I think that is significant. I think what we need, like, okay, I don't know what we're going to do after that. I think it'd be Lanyop. But if we could just host a playoff series, and not none of this play in crap and all, now we're in the playing game at all. No, you're in the playoffs and you're hosting. A playoff, a series, that to me uh, it shows you definitely training in the right direction, and the fans will stay on the bandwagon. The radio voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffinini, is next here on Sports Talk on WWL. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on Sports Talk, we welcome in now the voice of the New Orleans Pelicans, Todd Graffanini. Todd, how was your Christmas? It was wonderful, Christian. It was great. I hope you guys had just as... uh, good of a Christmas as I did with the family. And um, it's great to talk to y'all, man. What a time to be alive. Hey, hey, man, time to be alive and a time to be a Pels fan. Hell yeah. Uh, what, Graf? <laughs> uh, come on. Uh, Graf, 21 and 12? We're not even even in 2023. How? Man, I got goosebumps all over just talking to you. I mean, come on. Uh, we, we playing the Pacers. Uh, the arena sold out a uh, weeknight. You got to go to maybe people don't have to go to work because it's the holidays. But still, boy, there's a high expectations for this team right now. No, and look, Bobby, you said it, and I actually said it on the broadcast last night. I mean, you got 21 wins a day after Christmas. I mean, you, you go back <laughs> to last year. You're, you're at 10 wins right now, and you're thinking about ping pong balls in the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a year ago. So it, it's just been a tremendous turnaround. And, you know, it, it all goes to the top. David Griffin, Trajan Langdon, Swing Cash, and, and Willie Green and the staff. And, of course, the players. It, it, it's very rare in the NBA, Bobby, when you have no turnaround in your roster. This is the mm-hmm. exact same roster you had a year ago. Obviously, you're adding Dyson Daniels, who, who, you, right. who you drafted. And... And, of course, you had Zion Williamson who came in in tremendous shape and and is playing the way that we thought he could play, uh, you know, three years ago when he was a rookie. Uh, It's just been really, really fun. It's been a privilege to be a part of because this is a true team in every sense of the word. Jonas Valanciunas mentioned it last night, Bobby, after the game, after his 300th double-double uh, in his career, he said, "There's no, there's no selfishness on this team. It's a team. And when you, when you field ten guys, Bobby, against the Indiana team, who had come off two wins in Boston and in Miami. Hello, and they're full, they're full strength. And I mean, you're up twenty nine in that game last night with ten healthy bodies, and you're shooting thirty percent from three. Uh, it, it's." It was incomprehensible what was going on last night, but this team does the little things so well, and I heard you talking about it, the 16 offensive rebounds, the 26 second-chance points. Um, You know, we're second in the league in steals. Uh, We had 10 more last night. It's just – it's complete basketball, and I know we're going to get into it, but the basic thing I can tell you, Bobby, is this team can beat you in different ways, and that's why I think – when we get into the postseason, when everything slows down and it's and it's not really run and gun, it's more of a half court style. The Pels can beat you half court. They can beat you running and gunning. It doesn't matter. And that's why when we get to playoff basketball, you've got a chance to make a run. Graf, that's where I was going next. Is really you mentioned their ability to play any kind of brand of basketball, but also the depth that this team has, uh, quality depth. Well, Christian, you know, it, it's it's really unfortunate the way the depth has been built over the last couple of years. But the fact of the matter is we've had so much injury, COVID, what have you, in the last two years that role players have had 
a lot of minutes uh, being played, but, you know, they played a ton of minutes. So when they actually have to play a lot, the, the moment's not too big uh, for them. And, again, it's unfortunate because you don't want to have injuries, but, unfortunately, that's part of the game now in the NBA. I mean, this is, it's not just the Pelicans. This is up and down the league. Guys are missing games left and right. And last year, you know, before you made the trade with, with, for C.J. and Larry Nance, if Brandon Ingram missed a game last year, you might as well have punted. I, right. I mean, game <laughs> over. It, you know, Pels were 7-18 and 18 without Brandon Ingram last year. We're 12-6 and six without him. Now, again, yeah. that is a big, big piece of this team, and it's unfortunate how he went down because that's an injury. You know, Desmond Bain is an outstanding player for the Memphis Grizzlies who we're going to face on New Year's Eve. He had the same exact injury, and he missed a month. Now, Bain just came back uh, last week. So, you know, hopefully Brandon is a lot closer. And, you know, he was getting up shots during, during uh, pregame yesterday, so I think he's a little bit closer than he has been. But still, it just really speaks to what we have seen. I mean, it's one, it's one through fifteen, guys. It's really remarkable. You know, uh, grab a two-part question. I'm gonna break it down in different uh, areas here. I mean, uh, first off, I'm gonna go with uh, when you look at where we're at right now, and you get a static and everything. Uh, you know, basically, you know, we're not even in the new year, but uh, we're so optimistic, and I think for the fan base. Uh, that this is not an unrealistic goal, that we should at least host a first-round uh, playoff series. You know, not playing a few games, but we're hosting. And not none of this play-in and all that. Uh, uh, I want you to comment on that. Is that unrealistic? And then also no. when yep. you have like like a Jackson Hayes and then uh, you look at what the games against the Thunder and the Pacers. You know, not, maybe not from national perspective paying attention to that. But you look at Jackson, Hayes, and Hazen and uh, then uh, Marshall, and their contribution. When all, all of a sudden it's like, whoa, look at the depth on this team. That's why I, I think, I mean, that might be the biggest strength. Even though you have a guy like Zion and Bi and all that, and and and, and uh, but you look at Herb Jones and Daniels and all that. But I mean, the depth on this team, and they want to be part of this team. They don't want to go nowhere else. I mean. The whole no, organization, well, it, it almost seems like a fantasy. Yeah. Uh, well, don't, don't wake me up, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> just don't wake me up right now. Uh, look, to, to answer the first part of your question, top four is absolutely a realistic goal. Right now you're, you're second in the, NBA, in, the, in the NBA Western Conference. You play Sacramento later tonight. So, uh, you know, <laughs> never thought you'd be scoreboard watching in December, yeah. but it's actually it's time to start scoreboard watching. But – the thing about it, and to piggyback on top of that, as far as hosting the first round, Bobby, we now have a legitimate home court advantage at the Smoothie King Center. Yes. We've got 14, 14 home wins and three losses. The 14 wins is the most in the Western Conference Hello. Uh, right now. <laughs> so the, the SKC has become a pl- the place to be, and I firmly believe this is a carryover uh, at the end of last year. And, Bobby, I've said this many times. I will go to my grave. I will go to my grave saying that that play-in win against the L.A. Clippers in Los Angeles last year was the biggest win in the history of this franchise Whoa. because it allowed it allowed the Pelicans and the and the roster and the fans of the city gave us hope a playoff a pl- no it, it gave them a playoff series okay against the Phoenix Suns where these guys got a taste 
of playoff basketball. And the city, which had be, I mean, the love affair between this team was an organic love. I mean, it, you know, we were just kind of floundering as the season went on. And then you got guys starting to emerge, even though the record wasn't that great. And you're in the 11th place or the 12th place in the Western Conference. And you got guys like Jose Alvarado, who the fans fell in love with, and Herb Jones. And the team wasn't even winning. So it was really, and you didn't have Zion Williamson at all last year. And it just kind of built and built. And for the Pelicans to get that playoff experience and for those fans to get into the Smoothie King Center and see playoff basketball against the best team in the Western Conference, the NBA's best record in the Phoenix Suns, and the way that playoff series went down, right. I, I truly believe this is a carryover of what happened uh, last April. Uh, so I, I think you're, see, you're seeing all the sellouts now and selling games out in the middle of the week in, the, in November and December. That was unheard of right. prior, unless, you know, LeBron James was coming in town. Yeah. But, but now they're coming to see the Pels. Then I come in to see the other team. <laughs> exactly. And then, you know, to go back to the Jackson Hayes and the Najee Marshalls, but it just shows you these guys, they come into work every day. Look, Jackson Hayes has not been playing at all right. this year. He had more points against Oklahoma City. He had five more points in that game than he had the entire season combined. <laughs> he had 16 points the entire year up until that game, but he was ready to go. He got an opportunity because of guys sitting out and he made the most of it. And then you see the confidence that he built against Oklahoma city. And you saw it again last night when he had an opportunity to start. So it's, you know, and Najee Marshall, look, Najee Marshall was that type of player three years ago. He was on the bottom of the bench. He wasn't playing a whole lot, but he kept, he kept kept grinding. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kept grinding. And you know, he's, He's the enforcer on the team. Everybody's got a role on this team. Every single person has a role on this team. Najee Marshall was never a scorer. Uh, for him to score 22 points, career high, he, right. he's knocking down four threes. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he was never doing that before. But, again, it all just it, – it, it's just one big confidence boost for the entire team. And as you talked well, about it, it's just – it's a team right now. It, it really is. Well, Graf, I even look at, uh, you know, you'll always look in the future and now and in the future, but the Pelicans, I'll look at the NBA franchises and that, you know, the big day, now the NFL, the way the schedule uh, unfolded, they were competing head-to-head with the NBA. But, uh, look, okay, uh, Christmas Day, who's really relevant? Who's going to maybe potentially get some numbers? Well, the Pelicans, to me, I think because my perception going forward that they, they're going to have success. So they will end up playing on Christmas Day uh, next season. Now, I, I want you to comment on that, graph, but also um, sometimes I wonder, and what is your take? Because I look at, like, small market teams, the Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans, when the officials and how they call games. I'm looking as of late, the Nets, and how all of a sudden uh, they on a run. Uh, but what is your take when it all comes down to? Because I think we know enough about basketball and what's fair is fair and how games are called. Well, what is your take on that? Because I know you on top of that. Yeah, I'm going to tell you the Christmas part first, and it's interesting you said that because I told my wife uh, a couple of days ago, I said, this probably ain't going to happen next year. Uh, I, I'll be I working. Be, I am not going to be at home on Christmas Day. So uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to get too deep on the officials. I give enough grief during the games. Uh, 
right. uh, on broadcast. And, and look, Willie Green got really frustrated uh, a few games ago uh, when, you know, you know, the Pelicans are an inside team. Uh, we're top five in points in the paint. We're about 55 points a game, third in the league. And when you see, you know, the Phoenix Suns attempt, you know, 20 more free throws than the Pelicans do, and the, and the Suns are not an inside team. They're a three-point shooting team. That's a team bunch of BS. <laughs> it's, well, again, uh, you eloquently I, I stated said that. Uh, yes, I, I, but uh, I'll, I'll hold judgment until, uh, until I'm on the air. But, no, I mean, no, Willie Green was frustrated, and he's not one to really, you know, speak like that. So, and, and C.J. McCollum mentioned it after uh, one of those games as well. So, you know, games are officiated different. That The problem is it's not consistent. It, yeah. is, it is different game to game, and you just you got to go with what's being called. But, unfortunately, the consistency has not been there for the most part, and I think that's frustrating aspect of now, it. Now, Grav, before we let you run, um, is this good for the NBA when you have markets with Jai Morant, like in the Memphis Grizzlies and the Pelicans, uh, no, versus I, I, maybe I mean, like the New York Knicks or whatever Bulls or whatever. But but, but what is well, your take on that? I, I mean, look, I, I'm biased. Obviously, I think it's huge <laughs> for the NBA. I mean, Milwaukee won a championship. Amen. A couple of years ago, Giannis Antetokounmpo stayed in Milwaukee. Right. That was huge for that city. So and and look. We're getting into the Memphis-New Orleans thing. We got an opportunity here to get a Falcons-Saints you know, type, yes. of, type of deal <laughs> with the Grizzlies. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And the Grizzlies, you know, look, uh, you give, them, give them their props. They're a really, really good team. But, boy, they are real easy to dislike. They <laughs> run their mouths, uh, <laughs> you know, and they haven't done – look, they've been in the playoffs. They're a little ahead of where the Pelicans are as far as playoff experience. But, uh, I, man, a, a playoff series against that team would be awesome. unbelievable <laughs> in my mind. But, again, let's uh, let's worry about tomorrow yeah. night, Bobby. It's one game at a time. Right. Uh, we're not going to look too far ahead. And, uh, look, Minnesota's got, got some really good players. And, you know, Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert and uh, former LSU Tiger Nas Reed's on the team. Uh, and, I don't know, Greg. Hey, hey, Graf, hey, hey, Graf, to me, Rudy Go- Gobert's been a disappointment. I mean, I don't, well, I don't know if you agree with that. I like well, Rudy I Gobert, think, but he's been a disappointment compared to Jazz uniform in a, in a uh, Timberwolves uniform. I think they're still trying to figure it out. Now, Carl Anthony Towns has been out for them, right. and they played a little bit better, but I think they've had issues with those two big guys kind of, you know, playing – you know, in the same space, I think that's been an issue for them. So they have not, they have not come out of the gates right. like they thought they would after they made that trade, and they gave up, you know, yeah. gave up a lot <laughs> yes. to get Gobert. So, um, you know, we'll see tomorrow. But uh, they're pretty much healthy, and uh, you're gonna you're gonna get a team that that that's coming in. Uh, they had a tough loss last night in Miami. So they're going to come in ready to go. But, man, again, it just doesn't get any easier for the Pals. I mean, you get, you got Minnesota tomorrow. you got Joel Embiid and Philadelphia coming in on Friday night. What? And then it's a back-to-back. We fly to Memphis and take <laughs> on the Grizzlies on Saturday on New Year's Eve. So it's, awesome. uh, it is no rest, man. But it is a lot of fun uh, to be around it and uh, to get to call these games, man. It's really an honor. Todd Graffinini, radio voice of 
the New Orleans Pelicans. Hey, but, but, hey, hey, grab before we let you run. How about the wave against USC? How about the wave, baby. Well, what? The Cotton Bowl? I mean, USC? Hey, Bobby, Come on. <laughs> Bobby, I'm going to be in Philadelphia. As a matter of fact, the Pelicans are playing the Sixers the day after the Saints-Eagles game. So it's a back-to-back uh, in Philly. I am going to be in my hotel room on Monday morning like a caged animal watching the Tulane Green Wave and the USC Trojans. It's awesome. incredible. All awesome. right, Graf. Thank you, man. All right, Graf. All right. Thanks, guys. Pick 6 is next here on WWL. Time now for Pick 6 brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It's really about Pick 9 or 10 today uh, with bowl games, et cetera. It's okay. It's been that week. More, more volume. More volume. <laughs> yeah, Let's more volume. So many damn games. So. <laughs> Who won last week? Who had the best week? What are the standings? Terrible. Everyone did really poor. <laughs> uh, but we're getting into the good bowl games, thankfully. So I think, uh, I think we'll be a little bit more accurate on these. See, this is why I'm bemoaning a little bit the volume that we're picking because VR, Vegas runner, who Bobby knows, I don't know if Charlie, if you know, but he we used to come on the program, our view from Vegas, and he always said the key to betting is volume size, handful of games, because you're going to have more success. Anyway, let's get the standings. But, but the, whole, the whole other games, it's like we don't even know the freaking teams. I yeah. think the teams we're going to talk about today that we know so, a little bit about. Charlie, we have a couple more games to go. Obviously, ECU's playing uh, – I think who are they playing? It's right a battle the Carolinas, coastal, like, right? Coastal, like what? Oh, we don't live in the Carolinas. And Wisconsin's like, playing uh, Oklahoma yeah. State as well. Yeah. So, so we don't have but that. as of now, yeah, we don't have that game just yet. Christian, you're in the lead from this week with a seven and four record. Mike is just behind with six and five. I had a terrible week. I, I went four and four and seven. I probably did worse than and you. And Bobby, Charlie. Bobby, you did better than me. You went five and six. I've had the most above five hundred weeks. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> just had a couple bad uh, weeks. Christian. Uh, You've been kind of on a roller coaster. When you're good, you're really good, yeah, yeah. and then you maybe have I've to slip up su- a little bit. Yeah, 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 well. yeah. But when you're good, you're good. All right, let's get you're to you. You're hell you well. Yeah, you sound <laughs> exactly. like Davenport or something. I mean, uh, or Peyton Turner. Man, All right, can th- play. Thursday, the Alamo Bowl, number 12, Washington, taking on number 20, Texas. The Longhorns are favored by three. I know it's uh, Washington. I get it, and I, I just can't. I, I, I just can't. I can never. It's like. You are with the Cowboys. I can't pick Texas. Oh, uh, Christian, that's the only reason why I'm pitching, uh, uh, picking the Washington Huskies. I know uh, uh, the Alamo Bowl and uh, you know San Antonio and Texas's backyard from Austin. That's the only reason. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm I'm going with the Huskies. Me too. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I'm going to take uh, the three points in the Washington Huskies over Texas. What are you doing? Uh, I'm surprised at this line. I, I I don't know how Washington's not favored. Bijan Robinson's going to opt out of this game. Michael Penix is going to play in it, though. He's returning to Washington. That was a Heisman hopeful. I'm taking Washington, big time. Mike, what is Mike taking? Mike's got UW as well. This is a clean sweep. Yeah, all we're right. all going we're all, with the Huskies. We're all on the Huskies. All right, Friday, December 30th, the Gator Bowl, number 19, South Carolina, number 21, Notre Dame. Once again, I I typically pick against Notre Dame mm-hmm. just because I think they're always overhyped. South Carolina got hot there towards the end of the season it's as true. well. I like the way Spencer Rattler played yeah, I mean, the against Tennessee and Clemson. I'm going with the Gamecocks. Yeah, I'm going with the Fighting Cocks, and I'm going to take the two, the plus two. I'm taking Notre Dame here, and Mike is as well. I think Notre Dame kind of got hot at the end of the season. Obviously, they, they lost to USC, but and I think they lost to Marshall. Yeah, I know. But after they, that game, no, they, they went they, on their stretch. They, they, no, they've gotten a lot better since then. That's definitely a, a rough taste in your mouth, but yeah. you know, I, I'll, I'll take uh, Notre Dame here. The Orange Bowl, number six Tennessee versus number seven Clemson. The Clemson Tigers favored by four and a half. No Hendon Hooker, obviously for the Vols. Uh, there has been some time though to prepare. Uh, look, I. 
I, I would think Clemson's it, overrated. Yeah, I, I think so but too. I think, but I, I would be, I would be completely comfortable with taking Tennessee if Hendon Hooker. Oh, without the ball, a doubt, but, but they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be the underdog, underdog in this situation. Right. Uh, I agree with you. Clemson's underrated. I guess I'll go with the Vols. Why not? Uh, I thought you were going to say Clemson, Christian. I'm going to take the four and a half points and go with Tennessee. I tend to lean towards more SEC than yeah. ACC. Uh, yeah. and that, that's why I'm going with the Vols. That burned me with the Mizzou-Wake Forest game, so I'm taking Clemson here. <laughs> oh, okay, that makes sense. Who's Mike taking? Mike is also taking Clemson. Oh, so Did we get Mike's pick two. for South Carolina Notre Dame? Yeah, Notre Dame. Yeah, okay. so, uh, oh, that, so Mike and I have the same picks so yeah, far. Yeah, oh, so. oh, y'all are conspiring. Y'all are conspiring. <laughs> Um, all right, the Sugar Bowl, uh, K-State, number nine, K-State, Alabama. The Crimson Tide are favored by six and a half. Give me the Crimson Tide all day. Yeah. This is a, this is a small line, I think. Because didn't Bryce Young come out and say that he's playing in this game? Same thing with Will Anderson? Yeah. Two of the top five picks in this draft? Yeah, no, give me Bama. Well, the, the only time I've seen Alabama really get humiliated in the Sugar Bowl was the Utah Utes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was at that game, and they got there behind with But I, I don't think Nick Saban's going to let that happen. Uh, I'm going to give up the six and a half points and go with Alabama over Kansas State. I mean, I, I just look at No, you can't compare it like teams and scores. All I know is Tulane uh, beat Kansas State. Okay, right now, could you see Tulane beating uh, – I guess you could take the six and a half points. Do you see Tulane beating Alabama? No. Even when they haven't done most success. No. That's why I can't go against the Crimson Tide. Mike's going with who in this one? It's a clean sweep. He's got Bama. All right. The college football semi – uh, Fiesta Bowl, number three TCU versus number two Michigan. The Wolverines favored by seven and a half. I think that's too high. I think Michigan just wins. Just above that touchdown. Yeah. Just above that I, touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I think Michigan wins, but I don't think they, 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 they cover. I'm hey, man, Christian, I'm right there with you. I'm going with the Horned Frogs, and I'm taking the seven and a half points. I think Michigan comes out on top to play in the national championship game. But uh, I, I'm going to take TCU in the points, and um, I think Michigan will end up winning. But um, I, I just like uh, the Horn Frogs. I mean, uh, great story. Listen, if your mascot is a frog, how can you go against the frogs? Like right. who, who was like? Did we talk about the psychedelic frog and all kind of thing? It's kind of Aaron Rodgers like. Uh, give me that. I mean, a, a frog that's freaked out. Come on, college football. Too many mushrooms. College football semi. The Peach Bowl. Number four, Ohio State. Number one, Georgia. I'll just do it like this, Georgia. Oh, Georgia, Georgia on, on your mind. mind. Georgia on Christian's mind. Uh, uh, Charlie, what do you think? Uh, let me tell you. I, I think this Ohio State, uh, Georgia, I think the winner of this game is going to be national champs. Yep. I don't care if it's TCU or Michigan. I'm still uh, – I like Georgia's defense. And now they could be challenged. I think Ohio State got humbled by Michigan. But I'm still going to give up the six and a half points and take the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I'm with y'all. This is the first time I'm different from Mike as well because we both picked Michigan against TCU with a minus seven and a half. I'm taking Georgia here because of that six and a half. I think that they'll win by about a touchdown. So I'm rolling with it. So Mike. we all going with Georgia? Oh, oh, no, Mike's got Ohio State oh, covering. Oh, 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 so Mike Ooh. might have to gain a little ground there. Mm, I think he's trying to do that strategically to yeah, try to right. make up ground because I don't think right. he really believes Ohio State's going to be Georgia. <laughs> uh, the Cotton Bowl, Citrus Bowl, and Rolls Bowl are, ne- are next. We'll step away and come back. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. Back here on Pick 6, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. All right, we're going to get to the final three games in college. Monday, January 2nd, the Cotton Bowl, number 16, Tulane versus number 10, USC. The Trojans favored by two over Tulane. And I'm going to take the Mike Leach approach. Is the Trojan on foot or is the Trojan on on the horse? Horseback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, You know what? I'm going to be a little bit of a fan and a homer. 
Give me the wave. I'm going to go with USC and give up the two points. Uh, you know, me and my Caleb Williams bandwagon. Uh, so the, yeah, the no, look, thing. I, I'm I'm going to regret this, but no, no, the, no, it, it, it doesn't matter. I just want a very entertaining game because I'm telling you, I'm more intrigued to watch this game than the LSU Purdue game. That's our next game. Oh, you're not going to regret it because you're the you're not the only one picking Tulane. I'm picking them as well, and so is Mike. Mike's Bobby's the only Tulane. one that's All taking right. USC here. I got Ty J Spears going nuts on this nah, bad USC defense. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> that's blasphemy. Hey, 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 no, you know who was a diehard Trojan right here in in the studio? Tom. Tom Perumi. Yeah. Oh no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Oh yeah. He always does fight on, fight on. He always tells me that all the time. Oh wow. <laughs> The Citrus Bowl, Purdue versus 17 LSU. The Tigers favored by 14 and I a half. think they cover. I think they win by 17 or 20. You don't think they will, Chris? There's oh, nobody. These big uh, lines uh, have been killing me, uh, Bobby. Uh, 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 all of the stud players for Purdue aren't playing. It's true. What did I tell you? Uh, okay, fine. But I've always kind of gone by that rule. Double-digit road yeah, dogs that, that's college. right. That's right. So uh, you're going to take uh, – It's a neutral field, but it's Purdue, got a – It's got a – It's got a road field to it for Purdue. Um Chris, double 14 digits, and a half. Double digits. Give me the Boilermakers to cover. No, yeah, that's, if you go by uh, the, the track record, double digits. But I, I don't know. Uh, look, Jane Daniels is playing, so I, I'm going with LSU. I'm going LSU as well. I think they're really motivated to get that 10th win. Number, Penn, number 11, Penn State versus number 8, Utah. The Utes favored by 2.5 over Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Give me Utah just because it's the Utes. The Utah Utes. My cousin Vinny. The Utes. I like the two and a half. I'm rolling with Utah as well. Yeah, give up the two and a half. Uh, to me, uh, Penn State, Coach Franklin, I mean, what does he really want at Penn State? He's well compensated. I think he's stealing money. I'm going to go with the Utah Utes also. Mike's got Penn State. He's the only one. All right, we got time That's for the three NFL bodies. games. All right, here we go. <laughs> Saints at Eagles. The Eagles favored by seven. Jalen Hurts likely not playing in this ballgame. Against my against my better judgment, I'm picking the Saints to cover. I don't think they beat Philadelphia, but they cover. Yeah, well, uh, Christian, I, I'm going to go with uh, the Eagles 24, Saints 20, uh, so that means they would cover. So I, I'm definitely going to the Saints. Me, I'm be, being a homer, but uh, listen, I want us to win, damn it. I, I want it to go down to the wire, but I don't know if it'll go down on the wire with the Eagles. So. What you got, Charlie? Mike? I'd love to see him win, but I'm taking the Eagles minus seven. I, I think that touchdown's a good line. I think it's about right. No, I, I think it's about right, too. Yep. What's Mike going? Mike's also got the Eagles. All right, Vikings at Packers in Lambeau. It's starting to break the Packers' way to, to a certain extent. They're favored by three and a half over Minnesota, who Minnesota has the better record. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think the Vikings might be the biggest fraudulent team in in, in the NFL. Well, they're the luckiest team. They, they got eleven. Hard, they have eleven um, one score win, wins. No, they have a horseshoe of their. You know what? I That's mean, a come fact. on. That, that, even, Give me the when they, even when they played in England, the Saints. I mean, we were right there with them, but they have one. Yeah. You got to give them. But but I look at the Packers are more a desperate team right now. Uh, the Vikings are ready in the playoffs. So I'm gonna uh, even give up the three and a half points to take the Packers. Monday, I'm the only one taking the Vikings here. You're taking the Vikings? Yeah, because I feel like this is one of those games where they're going to get – I mean, you've talked about how lucky they've been all year. They're going to get some ridiculous game-winning field goal or touchdown or <laughs> something like that and just cover. So Very well could. Monday Night Football, Bills at Bengals. I think Joe Burrow and the Bengals right now are, are the hottest team uh, in the AFC. I th- I'd pick them against the Chiefs right now. I think Bills and Josh Allen. Uh, Josh – it's fun to watch, but he can be frustrating at the same time. No, you're throwing an interception or two. Yeah, give me Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Well, it's a minus one. Uh, just to go against y'all, I'm going to pick the Bills and give up uh, the one point. 
I'm with Bobby. We talked to Brandon Lang last week. He said how bad the Bills are against the spread, but this is a one-point spread. It's a pick'em game. I'm picking the Bills to win this one. All right. Mike went with the Bengals, too? Mike also went with the Bengals. All right, that's a wrap for Pick 6, brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Coming up at 7 o'clock in about a minute, it's the Saints Hour with Executive Vice President of your New Orleans Saints, Mickey Loomis, and the voice of the Saints, Mike Haas. I want to thank Charlie Long at Master Control, Stephen Geller, for helping us put together the program, our executive producer and operations, and brand manager, Diane Newman. I'm Christian Garrick. Semper Fi, I'm out. Bobby, do you think? All right. Bonne nuit, les Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints. It ain't over. Come on, ain't over till it's over. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.